What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. If you guys are watching the video, then you already know what we're going to be talking about today. Football season is here. So it's time for you guys to get the BKO picks for NFL. So this year, we're going to come off to you guys a little different this year. We're going to do every pick for every game. We're going to do the over and unders. So we're going to make a lot of picks. And if you guys want to get my locks for the week through my picks, then you got to follow me on Facebook or on Instagram at The Stoop Life. That's where you're going to get all the information. That's where you're going to get all my lock picks, not just my picks, please. Because let's be honest with you guys. Whenever you make picks, if you're 100%, you better go to, to Vegas because you're the, the smartest, luckiest motherfucker on earth. For anybody that thinks they're really good at picks, you're good. You probably are sometimes by picking one pick. For people that pick locks on every game, if you go about 58 to 60% picking every game, you're really good because it's not easy. Straight up, yeah, it's easy. Against the spread, it ain't easy. Over and under, it ain't easy. So we're going to give you guys my picks to start the year. We're going to do every pick right now just to run through it. Since football starts, it's the first year week. We just want to see how we do. But like I said, if you guys want to get my locks, which are only going to be about three or four picks of them a week, then you got to follow me on Instagram. you got to follow me on Facebook group. We'll do it there. If you guys are into NCAA football, check out the podcast I did before this with our NCAA picks, which I give you guys less picks, more locks, winners. It's, it's different. Win money on that. I'm 17 and 6 on the year. One weekend. Killing it. Go check that out. But this week, this day, we're going to be talking about NFL. Football starts Thursday. We open up with the Super Bowl champions at home, the L.A. Rams at home versus, I feel like, almost the unanimous Super Bowl pick in the Buffalo Bills. Everybody loves Buffalo right now. Rightfully so. For those of you out there that are asking, what's everybody seeing the Bills? What are you not seeing? What are you not seeing in Buffalo? I, I, don't, I don't know what your question is. They were a linebacker away from beating the Chiefs last year. And I think they would have beat Cincinnati. They might have won the Super Bowl last year. They were that good because Josh Allen's that good. Stephon Diggs is that good. Gabe Davis is a six foot five beast. They got Dawson Knox, who's a tight end, who's playing for his brother this year. Their defense is phenomenal. And they signed Von Miller. They're good. They're loaded. Stacked. They could score. They had the best defense in football last year. They got everybody back, and they added Von fucking Miller. That's what you're not seeing, guys. Buffalo's phenomenal. But anyway, it's week one. You might be a Super Bowl favorite. Don't mean you might win week one. I'm going to give you guys a play right now. Buffalo minus two and a half at the defending Super Bowl champions. Now, a lot of you are taking Buffalo because you think Buffalo's going to win. You think out L.A., they won last year. They're going to have that ring ceremony. They're not going to play. In the last 20 years, what do you guys think the Super Bowl champion is against the spread? Week one. I'm letting you guys think that out in your head because I guarantee you don't know. Against the spread, the Super Bowl champion in week one is 17-3. and three. Well, I'll give you guys another stat. Tampa Bay didn't cover when they won the Super Bowl. So it's not locked. Things change. But they're 17-3 against the spread. Odds are in the favor of the Super Bowl champion covering their spread. 
I didn't go as far as looking in. The last time a Super Bowl champion was the underdog in week one. I, I don't remember because I know Bucks were. I know Chiefs were. I know the Eagles were. Uh, I, I know I know they were. So to see LA Rams plus two and a half, I like it. I like it because do I think Buffalo is a great team? Absolutely, they're great. I think they most likely are the team to come out of the AFC. It's week one. A lot of things can happen. But L.A. got everybody back basically too. They lost Odell because he's hurt. But they got, they got Allen Robinson. They got both their running backs healthy. I mean, they lost Von Miller, but they didn't have Von Miller most of the year. I mean, they don't seem like a team that I see having a Super Bowl drought. They got a veteran squad. They got a lot of new pieces in there. They got Aaron Donald throwing helmets with the same energy. I don't know. We got this game, like I said, Buffalo minus two and a half. The over-under is 52 and a half. I think a lot of people think the game is going to be a shootout. However, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the defenses are going to show up. I'm taking in this game, I got the L.A. Rams plus two and a half and the under. Like I said, two high-flying offenses, but I think the defenses are going to show up game one. So I got L.A. Rams plus two and a half, and I got them with the money line. And I got them under. Let's go to the Sunday 1 p.m. games. We're going to start off with the the runner-up, the team that lost in the Super Bowl. We got Cincinnati Bengals minus 6.5 at home versus Pittsburgh. Over-under in that game is 44.5. Everybody's doubting Pittsburgh. I keep hearing all this shit that uh, Pittsburgh's not going to be that good this year because they lost Big Ben. I think they took a step up by, by getting rid of Big Ben. Big Ben was a, a tree back there. He couldn't move. He couldn't, he couldn't open up the offense. They didn't lose anybody on defense. They got Pickens, a new wide receiver. I, I get it. He got Mitch Trubisky back there who sucked. He didn't make a Pro Bowl before. I think a lot of people are underlooking him because Matt Nagy sucked in Chicago. So we're going to see how much backing up Josh Allen and Buffalo helped Mitch. Stat number two of the day. What do you guys think the team that lost the Super Bowl was in week one against the spread? What do you guys think? Not what you think. They are 5-15 and 15 against the spread week one. So I believe that the team that loses is the one that more has the hangover week one. Think about that. 5-15 and 15 against the spread after losing the Super Bowl. That's what Cincinnati is. And they're going up against a divisional team where hard knocks. They, they rock each other. They're always close games. So for this game, I actually like Pittsburgh with the 6.5. And, and I like the game to go under 44.5. I think it's going to be like a 28-21 game. Something like that. It's going to, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. Not 28-21. won't cover the spread. But I think it's going to be a one-score game. Less than the touch. There's going to be two field goals, maybe. One score. I like Pittsburgh to cover. I like Cincinnati outright. Don't get crazy. Cincinnati outright. But I like Pittsburgh to cover. I think the game goes under. Now, I'll give you guys one play here. I actually am very confident in saying this is the lock of the week. We got New Orleans going into Atlanta. Now, New Orleans is minus 5.5 at Atlanta, who basically lost everybody. They, they aren't that good. 
they they couldn't really score last year. They couldn't really stop anybody from scoring. But somehow they were always in games, even though they lost. A lot of people are underlooking New Orleans. With Jameis Winston last year, they were absolutely phenomenal. High-flying offense. Alvin Kamara was balling. Their defense is always good. I like this lock of the week. I like my lock. New Orleans, minus five and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. I don't really know how to play because I, I, I don't know if Atlanta's going to score. So I'm going to say that game is actually going to go over because I think New Orleans might actually start the game off bad and actually be down maybe 13 to nothing. But I think they're going to win. I think they're going to cover the spread. I think it's going to go over. So lock in. Lock of the week is New Orleans minus 5.5. And, and then my side pick there is over 42.5. Now we got San Francisco with Trey Lance going into Chicago. Their favorite, San Francisco minus six and a half, over under 41 and a half. Two, going to be two defensive games. One thing I like in this game, I like the under. I like the under in it because I don't, I don't know about Trey Lance. I know Chicago's defense is always good. I know their offense ain't going to score. Now, do we take the points or do we say, hey, Trey Lance will be that guy? I'm going to take San Francisco minus six and a half because I think I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until they prove me wrong. So I'm going to take San Francisco, knowing what they did with Jimmy G as quarterback, and knowing what they could do with Trey Lance. So I'm going to take San Francisco, minus 6.5, and I'm going to go under 41.5 for this game. We got a division rivalry. We got Miami at home versus New England. Now this this is an entertaining game because Miami got Tyreek Hill. New England, they don't have offense coordinator. But Bill Belichick, rivalry game, always close games. The line even shows it. We got Miami minus two and a half. We got the over under at 46 and a half. I, this is tough because that, the, both of them are right about where I thought they would be. So, do we take New England with the points or do we take the home team? So, we're going to take the home team in this game. We're going to go with Miami minus two and a half, and we're going to go under 46 and a half. I think also it's going to be a close game, a field goal game, and uh, we're going to see what these teams are made of. I think one of these teams might make the playoffs. Is right there for the playoffs. Is Miami going to start off bad like they did last year? Or are they going to finish strong, start strong like they finished strong? We'll see. But I'm going to take Miami minus two and a half at home. We got another game. We got Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, at New York Jets. New York Jets are starting Joe Flacco, the dude that hasn't won a start in God knows when. He's 0-5 last year for the Jets. You got Lamar Jackson, contract year, still didn't get paid yet. I like it. I like it. A lot of people are saying, yeah, I'll take, take the Jets six and a half. What in your right mind has you confident that the Jets won't win by, that won't lose by a touchdown or more? I, I really want to know what people's mindset is. I get you want to take the dogs in, in, in picks for the week. You want to take some dogs week one. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with anything with the Jets. Never. Never been. Won't be. They haven't really been confident in winning since Mark Sanchez was their quarterback, believe it or not, because they had that defense. Baltimore minus six and a half entices me because I think Lamar Jackson might come out week one and make a a statement of why he deserves to be paid like Deshaun Watson's crazy contract. So I like like Baltimore minus six and a half. Now the over-under in this game is 44 and a half. I don't know how the Jets are going to score. I don't think Baltimore is going to score 40. They're a run team. So I like this game to go under. 
So I got Baltimore minus six and a half and under. Lock that game in. Another game I like. We got the Washington Commanders at home with Carson Wentz versus Jacksonville. Washington is minus three and a half in this game. The over under is 43 and a half. People are going to underlook Washington because, oh, Carson Wentz, he sucks, right? Really, it wasn't that bad except for a couple games last year. Jacksonville is going to be one of them sleeper teams that's going to score a lot of points. So one thing I do like in this game is the over. I like over 43.5 because Washington's defense last year couldn't stop shit. Jacksonville's defense couldn't stop shit. So I expect a high-flying passing game, entertaining game for two shitty teams. Now when we talk about the spread, I'm going with Jacksonville on the road here. I think Jacksonville actually wins the game outright. I think uh, we're going to see a big step forward in Trevor Lawrence. And no, 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 I'm not saying that because I'm the Eagles guy. Doug Peterson's the coach. I'm actually not a huge fan of Doug Peterson. But believe it or not, the guy is actually pretty good at game planning when teams don't know you. So he knows Carson Wentz. Knows him very well. So... I think they might put together a defensive team that has a turnover or two that gets on short touchdowns. So I like I like Jacksonville plus three and a half. I like Jacksonville outright, and I like the over forty three and a half in this game. Now we got another game. We got Indianapolis with Matt Ryan at the Houston Texans. Now I remember last year I went against Houston Texans eight and a half point line at the beginning of the year, and they won by I think they won like they put up forty points if I'm not mistaken week one. I don't see that happening this year, this week. We got Indianapolis, eight and a half point favorites, 45 and a half over under. One thing I'm going to remind people of this, everybody thinks Houston's not going to score. I think they're going to score because they're always that team in the beginning of the year that scores 30 points a game, and then they suck. I expect that again. But this time I expect Matt Ryan to not beat Carson Wentz and win the game. So I'm taking Indianapolis minus 8.5, and, and I'm going over 45.5. I think it's literally going to be a 42-31 to 31 score game. Entertaining game. Indy wins by 10. They go over, and they cover. Lock it in. Now, one of the most interesting 1 o'clock games we got, we got Carolina Baker Mayfield at home against his former team, the Cleveland Browns. Now, this has been a uh, a, a build-up all preseason for these guys to play. We got Deshaun Watson out, so we got Jacoby Brissett. Now, everybody's saying, oh, Cleveland's done, Jacoby Brissett sucks. You're forgetting a lot of things. You're forgetting a lot of things on how good that defense is. You're forgetting a lot of things on how many weapons they have on offense, and they added Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had a down year last year, but the guy is still an all-pro type of player. I'm not going to say he's going to make the all-pro, but he's an all-pro type of player, all-talent. He's good. He was good in Dallas. He had one bad year. The year before last year, he was great. I I don't see why he can't come back to form. We got Carolina's favorite, minus 2.5. In this game, over-under is 41.5. I like the under. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Quarterback's going to get beat the fuck up. And I like Cleveland with the points, 2.5. I think Cleveland's going to win the game outright. I think everybody's overlooking the fact of Watson being out and think Carolina's better. Cleveland is still good. They are a playoff type of team. Two years ago, they were one of the best teams in football. Baker Mayfield was hurt last year. And if I do remember correctly, that whenever a quarterback gets traded and they go back to play their team, 
A lot of times they don't do very good. And this is one of those instances where I think the team that he got traded to is not as good as the one he was on. So I'm taking Cleveland plus two and a half and under. Our final one o'clock game, we got them birds. Now, I left this game for last, not because it was the Philadelphia game, but because it was the Detroit Lions. We got Philadelphia at Detroit, which Detroit has been getting all the hype in the world because they're on hard knocks. Now, I'll say one thing about Detroit. I love their coaches. I love Dan Campbell. I love all their coaches. They got a lot of weapons on offense. They got a lot of weapons on offense. But that defense is trash. Trash. The over-under for this game is 48.5. The Eagles are favored by 3.5. Everybody's picking Detroit. I'm an Eagles fan, so I never really fully bet on the Eagles games because either way, you know how it is. Your team, you got to take them out of context. Rule number one of gambling for me is number one, don't bet your team. And number two, don't bet the team you hate. So the team right here that I like is the Eagles, and it's minus three and a half. So don't listen to me here. I got the Eagles minus three and a half. I think they're way more talented than Detroit. We blew them out last week, last year. And I like over 48 and a half. So Philly minus three and a half and over 48 and a half. Now let's go to the 430 games. We've got entertaining game right here. We got the new revamped L.A. Chargers versus a playoff team that beat them last year to get into the playoffs. The Las Vegas Raiders who have a new addition, a couple new additions. And we got the Chargers minus three and a half, over under 52 and a half. It's the highest, second highest over under in the, in, in the week, and I like it. I like it a lot of it. Now, I love the over. I think every time they played each other, they went over. I'm going to go over. You know, uh, I like the Chargers' distance on defense, but I feel like they're going to be in a dogfight. I, I, I feel like it's that week one where, like, these two teams are just going to shoot each other and go back and forth and back and forth. That's going to be a good game. It always is. Now, with Chargers minus three and a half, it's kind of like back to that, that Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game I was talking about. They're always close games. These guys are always within one score. So, week one, I'm going to take the points here. I'm going to take the Chargers, to, not Chargers, the, the Raiders, at plus three and a half, but I'm still taking the Chargers to win the game. I think it's going to be a very close game. And I think uh, we're going to see what what uh, both teams actually are. Because uh, I think a lot of teams are keeping Vegas under the radar. And L.A. is kind of like really high on people's radars because of what they added and because uh, of Herbert. Rightfully so. So I think it's going to be a great game. I think it might be the best game of the week. The next game we got, we got the Tennessee Titans at home. Minus five and a half against the New York Giants. Over under is 43 and a half. A lot of people right here are taking the Giants. They're taking the Giants because uh, Tennessee seemed to lose a lot of people on offense. But they got Derrick Henry back. And anytime you got Derrick Henry in the backfield, kind of like it. I was back and forth on this game. Do I take the points or do I go with the number one team from last year? One thing I liked is that the Giants are healthy right now. When the Giants are healthy, they're pretty good. But how's Daniel Jones going to go? How's, Matt, how's Ryan Tannehill going to go? So, I'm going with this game to go under. I feel like it's going to be a defensive game. And I'm going to take Tennessee minus 5.5. Not very confident in it, but I'm taking Tennessee minus 5.5. Our next game we got up, our highest scoring game of the week, we got the Kansas City Chiefs minus 3.5 at Arizona Cardinals. The over-under is 53.5. 
Now, I, I want to make asterisk here because when I made my chart, I made my picks, some, some lines have changed. This is one of them that changed. The line for this Kansas City-Arizona game is now minus 6.5, minus 7. If you can get it anywhere lower than that, take it. I believe everybody's going to understand that Arizona is not going to be as good as they were last year to start, and they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Big loss. They don't have Chandler Jones. Big loss. I like this game, believe it or not. I like it to go over. I like it to go over. I feel like Kyler Murray in the beginning of the year, he's very hard to figure out. And when you don't figure him out, go into like week six or seven, he's very hard to stop. When he's healthy, he's very hard to stop. We all know he's been actually paying attention to his game film for Kansas City based on what they did last year. And we don't know what Kansas City is going to be like without Tyree Hill. I think they're going to be fine, but we don't know. So for this game, I like, Can- I like Kansas City to win the game. And with the line that I have, Kansas City, I like Kansas City minus 3.5. But if you can get that line out there where you're getting Arizona plus 6.5 or 7, I like Arizona with the 7. So whichever line you can get, Kansas City minus three or Arizona plus seven, I like it, but I love the over. Now our final 430 game of the week, we got Green Bay at Minnesota. Now I love this game. We don't know what to expect from Green Bay. We, we don't. We don't. Minnesota is the only one in the division that actually beats them sometimes. I say it sometimes because it doesn't happen very often, but sometimes they beat them. And it's always at home when they win. Now, we got Green Bay minus 2.5 and, and 48.5 and over under. Two high-flying offenses, we predict. Green Bay, I think they're going to – they got Aaron Rodgers. They're going to try and run the ball a lot, but they're going to have a lot of big plays. Minnesota got – you know, they got J.J., they got Thielen. They got a good offense as well. Dalvin Cook. This one could go very slow or it could be a shootout. I like to take overs, so I'm going to go over. I think this game's going to go over 48 and a half. And <clears throat> as hard as it is to bet against Aaron Rodgers, it's impossible for me to forget what happened to Aaron Rodgers last year, week one against New Orleans. Minus eight and a half, he threw three interceptions. Terrible. Rest of the year, he didn't throw an interception until like week 14 or some shit. I see a slow start for Green Bay again this year. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw three picks. But I think they're going to have a slow start because they don't really know each other yet. So I'm actually taking Minnesota to win this game and to cover the spread. I'm taking Minnesota plus two and a half and over. We've got two games left. Sunday night game. we got Tampa Bay minus one and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. Now a lot of people were giving me shit about this. I think Dallas Cowboys are being underlooked. I know they have a lot of offensive line problems. I know Ezekiel Elliott's going downhill, but Tony Pollard's going uphill. Got a lot of question marks at wide receiver. Their defense, was it a fluke last year or wasn't it? They still have Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn has never had a fluke season in defense coordinator. Never. So as much as it hurts me to say, I think Dallas' defense is legit. However, they are Dallas. But Dallas wins regular season games. They do. They win regular season games. Dak Prescott is a lot better than people give him credit for. A lot of you thought he was going to be a tight end in the league, yet he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in NFL. 
the dude can play. Yeah, he fucked up last year and slid and then swike it. Whatever it is. It is what it is. Learning experience. That's what happens when you play for Dallas. You got to learn a lot. Tampa Bay got Tom Brady. They got a lot of new offense as well. I don't like to bet against Tom Brady, so I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. So I'm going to take Tom Brady, go on the road, win this game by one and a half or more. However, I'm not very confident in that. <coughs> I also like this game to go over. 50 and a half. Last time they played, it went over. This time, if you guys remember, it was a one-score game at the end of the game where Dallas beat Tampa. I see the same thing happening except roll reverse, Tampa beats Dallas. Game goes over, Tampa covers. Log it in. Now we got a Monday night game. We got first Monday night football game of the year. We got Russell Wilson returning to Seattle. Could be a great Monday night football game. Probably going to be a snoozer. Going to be a snoozer because Seattle is – talk about Tank City. I, I, I don't know how Seattle is going to score. Tito Smith is terrible. Rashad Penny, he's, he's okay. I mean, when Kenneth Walker gets there, he's not healthy, but they're not that good. Their defense last year gave up like 35 points a game almost. A couple times they were pretty bad. Denver, we always know Denver got that Denver D. They got Russell Wilson where they got a lot of good fucking weapons. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Alex Okabogjobi, tight end, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. They got a lot. We got Denver minus six and a half, over under is 42 and a half. I don't see how Seattle scores. I don't think Denver's going to score 40 or more. So I'm going to go Denver minus six and a half, and I'm going to go under. It's going to be a boring Monday night game. That's going to start off great because it's the return of Russell Wilson. Ain't going to be fun for Seattle fans right with fun. So, lock those picks in. Last year when we made our picks, we were 158 and 126. I was picking every single game against the spread. That was about 58%. Not bad. That's every game. Every game. My lock of the week is New Orleans minus 5.5. And And I'm going to say my other lock of the week is going to be Vegas and Chargers over 52.5. So, lock them in. Good luck with your picks. Go win some money. I'll see you all next week.